Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? We hope you're having a great weekend, and we just want to say thanks again for all your questions. We really enjoyed it, and if we didn't answer your questions because they got sent in a little late, or you still have questions you want to ask, please feel free to send those in, and we'll answer those at the end of the next upcoming episodes. All right, without further ado, please enjoy part two, the exciting conclusion to our 2023 New Year's Q&A. Coming at you from the 37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Okay, from Rob Bones, who sent us a cornucopia here. Does anyone have any personal experience with the occult or with a Ouija board? Rob, what about you, buddy? From one Rob to another. Uh, I have actually done a Ouija board before. A a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really weird because every time I've done a Ouija board, it's almost like the same thing happens like you have your fingers there on mm-hmm. it and nothing will happen but it's almost like somebody has to just kind of touch it to get it going to me like every time I've ever done it I would just like I would just barely touch it and it would just go mm-hmm. and after that point it was almost like it started working like granted I've done it with different people it wasn't just mm-hmm. me I was never controlling it the whole time but it was just it was very odd mm-hmm. you know it's an odd sensation because I don't know what's making it go. Uh, you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. And anytime I've like, I did it with, uh, with a girl I was dating one time and, um, you know, we were with another friend and we were, he was trying to find, a, my other friend was trying to find a long lost girl that he had dated. And he, we asked the Ouija board and, uh, and so he said, well, can you give us a phone number for this girl? And so like it gave us a phone number and, uh, like, it was really odd, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when we went to... So, the girl I was dating, she got up and she went over to the phone and called it. And it was to a church. <laughs> and, like, at 9 o'clock at night. But it was like... And they were like, ah, ha, 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 you got us, demons. Right, know, right. Ghosts. Shit, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've dealt with them before. I don't do it anymore. It doesn't scare me or anything, but... Uh, nothing good would probably come out of it. I don't know. Um... I don't know that I ever knew you dealt with it, man. I know that you had done some tarot and stuff like that, but I guess I didn't know you ever mm-hmm. dabbled in the Ouija. Yeah, I did a Ouija board. I, I did it several times over the over the years. Um, I actually, we owned a Ouija board um, a long time ago. Damn. So, and my mom also, she was into the Ouija boards and stuff when she was a kid, uh, when she was a teenager too. That. Um, they said that they were out doing a seance with her and like three of her friends in the neighborhood, and uh, they called for spirits. And about that time, somebody's dog had broken loose from his chain, and the chain was running down oh the street. Oh my god! And they just heard these chains run. <laughs> they freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good, man. Man, I wish your mom would have told us that last time we were there, because like I know Stephen kept asking her, like, "Hey, Deb, what kind of stuff did you do when you used to party?" And she's like. 
oh, Debbie, don't party. And he's like, okay, you know, did you ever like, you know, just a little bit? And she's like, Debbie, don't do drugs. She should have followed up with Debbie fucks with a Ouija board. <laughs> well, you'll never get those stories again from properly, so. Hey, that's all right, man. Just knowing a taste of it, that's 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 good stuff. Well, Bonesy, my friend, um, the only time I've ever been involved with a Ouija board was surprisingly with you and Preston and Big Dobbs. We were um, at the Museum of Shadows, April 12th, 2019. I believe Micah was there as well. Um, the closest I've ever gotten to using a Ouija board was the selfie that we took in front of a giant wall of Ouija boards. But when you talk about the occult, Again, same story, same night, and I'll kind of paraphrase it because we've talked about it and featured it on the show, but doing that demon room sit challenge in, you know, the, I don't know, the worst sit challenge room they had, experiencing that with, like, all the occult artifacts that were on the table and, like, all the artifacts that were supposedly linked to, like, Beelzebub and Ball and all these people, Baphomet, being in that room and experiencing what I experienced in there and then hearing what they claim to be hooves running across the floor. I think it sounded like somebody threw a pill bottle. That's the closest I've come to the occult, but to kind of wrap it all up uh, and link it together after coming home from that trip, it was a great trip, had a blast. The beard competition was fun. I was pretty obsessed with Ouija boards for a hot second to the point where like I was looking on marketplace to buy them and then basically talking myself out of it because the couple people I talked to that had them um, they hadn't opened them, and I kind of wanted something with a little bit of mileage on it, you know? And for somebody who's like, I wouldn't touch it, let alone stand on a fucking pentagram, right? But that's how this whole thing started, is stepping in pentagrams inside the Museum of Shadow. Anyway, being somebody who wouldn't dare mess with a Ouija board, um, going to somebody who's like feverishly, like just Googling and looking on Facebook Marketplace for Ouija boards, uh, something bizarre happened, you know? I'll leave it at that, but... I was basically on a hunt for at least a planchette that had been used, but luckily, I think for me, I never got lucky. So, And then between us, Rob is a, a man who makes Ouija boards. Preston, tell us about your experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to point out that my uh, wife uh, got me a planchette Christmas ornament that I have That's hanging awesome. up in the uh, office while I record that uh, says uh, summoning the holiday spirit because I need all the help that I can get. Um, I've used Ouija boards uh, a couple times and uh, never really got anything to where I thought like, hey, this is legitimate. Like this is a this is a tool to use in paranormal mm -hmm. research. Um, but on the flip side, my mother-in-law, um, she is Wiccan. And uh, Jeffrey and her, her brother can sit there and tell you stories on days after days about, um, you know, my mother-in-law summoning Pan, um, doing uh, certain um, spells that worked. And I took place in a group seance that really felt more like a magic show than anything else. So it, it, it's uh, something I would like more. I would like to do more group seances. I saw the uh, Long Island Medium live, and uh, that <laughs> yes, was you did, <laughs> yeah. And that was an odd, you know, that was an odd experience because, like, some of it, it felt like she was like really f fishing because she would like 
you know, oh, I, I feel somebody, somebody's coming forward. Uh, somebody, somebody that was a, they like to drive four wheelers and somebody would be like, my husband drove a four wheeler. No, sit down. It's not you. It's somebody back there. And she would just like keep egging on to where finally somebody's like, I don't know, maybe me. So I don't know. Group seances. I would like to dive more into it um, to get a better feel of it. I'd like to you know, besides make Ouija boards and planchettes, like actually get to using uh-huh. them. Um, Jeffrey's mom taught her how to read tarot. Oh, so uh, we have several tarot card collections upstairs. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I, I've dabbled in the occult. I've tipped my the very edge of my fingertip in it, so to speak. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, though. Yeah, so. I forgot that she kind of, that Jeffrey's kind of, you know, intertwined in that whole practice as well in a way so hell yeah i'd be down for a seance yeah. i think I'd, i would dip my toe in seance more than a ouija board but your christmas decoration your christmas ornament reminded me shayla did buy me a planchette uh it's really fun it's really cool um Ooh. if i ever get lost i can take it in the forest and probably start a fire if i needed to um with the size of this crystal <laughs> but yeah she did get me one so i forgot the epilogue to that tale is she bought me uh, a plan shit off of Etsy. So, well, here's the thing: the one that Sean or that Preston got made mm-hmm. there, or Jeffrey got him. I'm pretty sure she just took his balls and drew lines around them on a piece of paper, and then cut that out, and then had that printed. It off. was pretty small, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> Kickstand jokes. <laughs> That's that. That is. That is the angle of the dangle. <laughs> right. Lie. Wait a second. Are we doing this? Pushing <laughs> balls around a board game <laughs> they were going to use trucker nuts but we couldn't find any we weren't classy enough for that I saw, speaking of truck nuts i saw a dude the other day driving down the street that had fucking bowling balls that he drilled all the way through and had a chain all the way around hanging that from the back of his truck and i was equal parts impressed and terrified mm. at the same time because god forbid you follow that guy down the highway one of those fucking bust loose man fuck we're going to jump into the next question from Rob Bones, um, something I am embarrassed to say I don't know much about, but maybe you boys do. What are your thoughts on the left-hand path? Anybody know what that is off the top? That's dark magic, right? I think so. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it has to do with. Um, I actually, oh, yeah, I was like, I actually had a note here where the Wikipedia page was. Well, duh, it's actually the link I put in the doc, so look at that. Um, so in Western esotericism, the left-hand path and the right-hand path are the dichotomy between two opposing approaches to magic. Terminology is used in various groups involving the occult and ceremonial magic. In some definitions, the left-hand path is equated to malicious black magic or black shamanism, while the right-hand path is equated with benevolent white magic. Any of you guys ever dip your toes in a little magic? No, that I've never done. Yeah. So, I mean, would you, have you ever been really interested in getting, you know, into it? What's the farthest you've read on it? I haven't honestly done much uh, reading on uh, the, those types of magic. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've learned a lot, uh, not a lot. Over the years, I've read a little bit about Alistair Crowley. Yeah, yeah, Crowley, yeah. And I don't know if that's, I know his was sex magic. I don't, I'm sure it's probably the left-handed path. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Maybe... That is sex magic and stuff like that is a whole other thing um, than the left-handed path. But, uh, yeah, I haven't really dabbled into uh, much of that. Um, 
I, uh, the only time I really learned a lot about that magic was, um, there was a, uh, role-playing game called Conspiracy X, and, uh, Ooh. it was kind of like the X-Files, and, like, one of the classes that you could play was a magician, but it was, it wasn't like a, a, a mage, like a D&D, it was like an actual, uh, magic user who would use types, that type of magic, mm-hmm. so. Gotcha, gotcha, Okay. Presto, you ever uh, dipped your toes in the old magic sack? No. Oh, man, that's a that's a tough one because I feel like, um, I mean, every society, um, so in Chinese mythology, it's the yin and the yang. You have to have balance. So you have the black side and the white side, and when they combine, so, you, you know, w- with everything, um, even like s- some Wiccan practices, you do have to go down the left-hand side, uh-huh. so to speak, because you have to have a balance. But going down that, that left-hand side to have that balance, you it's very give or take. So um, karma, uh-huh. so to speak. So if you do something that's negative, um, you know, to gain whatever power it is, even if you try to balance that out, karma's a bitch. And... Uh, I, I, you know, past lives, I, I probably already racked up enough bad karma. I, I don't, I don't need to do uh, left hand magic, and uh, you, you know, that's why they call the left hand the dirty hand, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's sinister. It's sinful. Uh, so maybe don't fucking dabble on yeah. that. You know. <laughs> so I sent a few of my dudewar photos to my buddy Tim, and then he just commented, "I'll give those cheeks a left hand pat." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Well, Rob, um, a topic I really want to get into on the show this year is um, the occult, Alistair Crowley, because um, you got so much really interesting stuff there with Loch Ness Monster and sex magic. We have talked a little bit about David Bowie back when he was on his, you know, milk, cocaine, and red pepper phase, summoning a demon in his pool. I really want to do a nice deep dive into Led Zeppelin and the use of occult magic in all of their albums. Um, that whole story just fascinates the shit out of me um, to no end. So, um, again, we don't really know much about it, but, buddy, we'll get back to you on that because I definitely want to read a little bit more about it. So, Well, quickly here, um, Rob, I know you're not a big horror movie fan, but question three, top three horror movies of 2022. Uh, any comment? Any horror movies you watched? I didn't watch anything in 2022. <laughs> I'm not a horror movie fan. Uh, one movie that you and I do both agree is pretty awesome was uh, Horse Girl. Not from 2022. Yeah, but that wasn't 2022. No, that was a couple years back, but um, yeah, Horse <laughs> Girl's fucking awesome. And I don't really consider that a horror movie. No, sci-fi. Science fiction, I think, you know, is pretty solid. But um, Rob, I really dug A Wounded Fawn on Shudder. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, Black Phone, I think, was a solid modern horror movie to not have to rely on gore and monsters. I think it was fucking awesome. A killer score as well. And then Terrifier 2, not because it was a super great story, but instead because Damien Leone is a fucking madman for putting that much batshit bonkers gore into a movie. And also because David Howard Thornton plays Art the Clown all too well. Uh, He's one of my favorite horror movie monsters now. Um, A fucking slasher monster who can't talk, who just pantomimes everything, is diabolical in the very best way. And also honorable mention. Oh, shit. What, Rob? There was one thing I did. There was one horror movie I watched this year. Barbarian. Oh, shit. Okay. 
what did you think of Barbarian? And that was a really first half of a movie that was pretty good, and then they ruined it by making it exactly what you think it is. Yeah, I would have to say I agree. The first half was fun. I dug the last half, but I definitely understand. I, I turned my brain off and just enjoyed the ride <laughs> for the second half, but... Not to spoil it, but that genre of movie I just hate. Okay, fair, yeah. And I could, when I, once it was telegraphed that that's what it was, it was like, man, come yeah. on. This is like such an old trope, and it's just a terrible one. Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Um, Preston, what about you, man? Did you watch Barbarian yet? I have not. The only horror movie that I watched this year was uh, the Yule Log on the Fucking Adult awesome. Swim. So good. Um, yeah, I... I I dug it. After uh, Christmas Day, after we took uh, Addie to go see, uh, what is it? Uh, ter- Violent Night. night. <laughs> Terrible Night. Um, Violent Night. We got home. We were like, let's watch another Christmas horror movie. I'm like, all right, gang, let's put on the old Yule Log. And um, about you know 10 minutes into it, my daughter turned around and looked at me with that, like, what the fuck look on her face. <laughs> and then the wife was like... I don't think we should watch this. And I'm like, all right, well, let's watch Gremlins, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I dude, Yule Log is such a fun movie. I won't spoil it, but if anybody's ever watched one of those screensaver fireplaces before, um, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network did the same thing, but quickly um, took advantage of people's unsuspecting viewership and made something incredibly, again, bonkers and batshit crazy, and I loved it. So, Yep. Um, honorable mention, the new Hellraiser is fucking awesome. I loved it. I don't care what anybody says. I loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, last one about music here real quick, guys. Rob, any albums that changed your life forever and any reasons why before we get to the paranormal stuff? No, I'm like I said, I'm not a big <laughs> music guy, so. Quite all right, buddy. Quite all right. Um, Preston, what about you, man? What's an album that changed your life, buddy? Um, you know, the one album that I can always go back to that reminds me of childhood um the summer of my seventh grade year i discovered the album purple by stone temple Mm -hmm, pilots mm -hmm. um i can listen to every song on that album front to back um scott weiland is one of my musical heroes i will put him up there with david bowie and again fucking put on the boxing gloves and fight you for it i i think he is a lyrical genius um so for me I, I think one of the albums that have always stuck with me throughout the years would be purple by stone Temple yeah, man. i guess i was thinking about music from now uh-huh. but there were definitely albums that um i remember listening to a lot the crow soundtrack back when i was in high school oh yeah 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 uh, uh can't rain all the time bomb bomb song yeah uh yeah. and that and then one summer we wore out the reality bite reality bite soundtrack with mm-hmm. you know Lisa Loeb's stay Fuck yeah. at my Sharona. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Man, I, I, you know, that was like, that was like the summer where we listened to that album over and over and over, when me and Ben and and Kristen would be all driving around and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, man. Um, soundtracks to movies. From the 80s and 90s, again, every generation says their music was the best. Um, I think that's true for every generation, but fucking 80s and 90s music, especially like alt-rock and stuff like that, was fucking awesome. And then movies during that time were just so good because they really encapsulated the music at that moment. Either what was out right then or what led up to that movie coming out. 
But I mean, the Crow soundtrack alone had so much fucking crazy, really good music on it. You know, original stuff. Um, the Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots, Slip Slide Melting by Love Not Lisa, Burn by The Cure. Um, tons of really good music. It's funny, Rob, I've been looking at maybe buying that. <laughs> so I knew a little bit about that. But yeah, that's a fucking awesome album. Movie soundtracks were great. Um, my inclination was going to go to a surprising album from Left Field for me, Bone Thugs and Harmony East 99 Eternal, because I would mow the grass listening to that, or DMX, um, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, because it's the angsty shit I listened to, you know, in 7th and 8th grade mowing the grass, but I got to go with a modern album, um, Amigo the Devil, 2018 album, Everything is Fine. It's more recent, I just came into it a couple years ago. But it's a solid anthem for dealing with depression, especially from the song Stronger Than Dead, and also dealing with knowing that you have a real black, morbid sense of humor. Um, he has a song, a song called um, Everyone Gets Left Behind, and it's really about not taking things so seriously, and also, like, the world's a fucking shithole. And people are out there doing their best, meanwhile, like, other people in power are just really fucking things up. Um, but beyond the album, I just really love Amigo the Devil, plain and simple. Um, he's a dude who knows how to write songs about what it's like to be a weirdo and people who don't fit in. And if you get the chance, I would highly suggest seeing the guy live because he's fucking awesome. But Sean Scott says Pray for the Devil was actually pretty good for a horror movie okay. this year. And your buddy Tim says, damn, you go hard, Sean. <laughs> you go hard. Oh, man. Well, let's kind of move over to the paranormal here. Rachel asks, if you were to have one of two experiences, what would you pick? A, alien slash UFO encounter. Nothing negative, though. Um, abduction probing, none of that kind of stuff. But a positive one where you're able to interact with aliens, learn about them, get an understanding before they disappear. Or B, a cryptid encounter. You meet up with like Bigfoot or Mothman or any cryptid of your choosing and also in a positive light learning interacting and so on what would you choose and why would you choose it rob oh mine would definitely be the aliens um yeah uh the and the reason why is like if they've if they figured out how to get here and stuff there's so many problems that they've already solved mm -hmm. and if it's a positive situation uh maybe they would be able to cure my diabetes maybe they'll cure my eye problems you know maybe get stuff like that taken care of so that way mm -hmm. you know i don't have to rely on medical care for stuff that's never going to get better for the rest of my life you know stuff like that so yeah at least yeah, not medical care in the u.s am i right boys or am i right yeah <laughs> get some of that sweet sweet new zealand medicine yeah that's a good point but then the counterpoint would be what if we are the aliens rob and they're coming back because they are us and they just fucked themselves into a corner well then that wouldn't be a positive experience Ah, touche. <laughs> touche. Mm. Hell yeah, man. Um, if I was able to do one or the other... Oh, man, my selfie light just went out. Oopsie nuggets. I've gone dark, boys. Um, Uh-oh. Man, I would want to meet Bigfoot. I'd love to meet Bigfoot, and of course that encapsulates all those cryptids, Bigfoot, Yeti, everything because this creature spans from the Himalayas to you know all the way in Asia and everywhere else uh, I'd like to know what they are uh, why they are if they're blood and guts um, flesh and blood if they are extra dimensional 
I just want to know, you know, what they are and how they've been getting along for so long, never truly being caught. Um, if they're really, truly fallen angels from, you know, God casting down Lucifer and all the fallen angels, if they're actually part of the Hilderfolk, Hil the uh, hidden people, all that kind of stuff. I want to know what's going on with Bigfoot. And that's my answer. Preston? I'm going to roll with Rob on this, and I would go alien. I don't know if uh, you remember... I mean, the listeners remember it because everybody bitched about your fucking sound effects <laughs> on uh, the, the Golden Planet. <laughs> yeah, they did. Our uh, French guy, our buddy Michel, that got abducted by the aliens from Planet mm -hmm. X and Theuba. And he went on an intergalactical journey and then, you know... Uh, got to see a planet that uh, had nuclear warfare with like giant fallout, you know, 76 ants and, you know, all these people running around that had like pus pockets mm -hmm. on their head from like radiation. So I think if I wasn't getting anal probed and I knew that this was going to be a safe journey, a safe place to get on their spaceship and, you know, be able to go on a little adventure real quick across the galaxy and see other worlds and learn a thing or two about a thing or two, I, I would definitely go aliens. Fuck yeah. Well, the next hard-hitting question, folks, my selfie light died just in time, so I can't really, um, maybe I can't, hold on. Holly asks, what's the most awesome pair of socks that you own? Anybody bring visual aids? Was I the only one? Holly, first of all, I've got a badass pair of Undertaker socks. That Shayla just got me. I love them. I will probably wear them until holes are in them. Wash them every day. E.T. socks. Let's see if you can get a better picture of that. That's E.T. and Elliot flying across the moon. Um, anybody else have the shining carpet socks? Might be the only one. And my pride and joy, I've had these for about five years. That's Bigfoot walking with a mug of beer. I love socks. I'm a sock nut. And Shayla never disappoints in getting me really badass socks. So, Rob, what's your favorite so, pair, buddy? Uh, so, I have three pairs of socks that my wife got me for Valentine's Day last year. And they're all pictures of her. Oh, awesome. And uh, they've got, like, one of them that says, like, it's me and her together on them. And it says two peas in a pod. Uh, another one says, always with you. And it's just her. And I, there was a third pair, and I can't remember what they are. Um, and they're, they're just pictures and stuff like designs printed on them and they're upstairs or I, you know, back when my old studio, I could just run in there and grab them real quick, but now I have to go upstairs and run all the way down the hallway. <laughs> the house is way bigger than the trailer I used to live in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fucking awesome. Preston, what do you got, man? You got some new socks for Christmas? I did. The, uh, the wife got me a pair of Krampus socks for Christmas that I rocked. And then, um, a couple of years ago before my associate retired, she got me a pair of socks that I could wear on our conference calls on Wednesday, and it had they were black and white, and the top part of the sock had a nun on it, and right above that it says "fucks I give," and then because of the nun, nun, and the nun was giving everybody the <laughs> finger. So I, I I always always enjoyed those. So if you're listening, D, thank you. I still wear those <laughs> socks on occasion. Because uh, I have to remind myself the fucks I oh, give. That's none. awesome, man. Yeah. Shout out to D and all of Canada. Uh, she's one of my favorite people, most definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, we got two more questions, guys. The first one, I think we all know the answer to. 
Deborah and Jeremy from Global Strangeness have to ask, what's the best beard oil on the market? Perfect time for a plug, Preston. Well, gang, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best beard that you can grow, maybe you're on an intergalactical journey where you're not getting anal probed and you want that man maimed to shine, the best thing to use on your face is Big Dobbs Beard Balm and Big Dobbs Beard Oil. I prefer scents like Bay Rum Classic, and today I have mint in, and I love the smell of mint. And you can do yourself a favor, a big solid, and go over to the website, BigDobsBeardBomb.com, and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Because believe me, folks, I've used a ton of shit on my face, and nothing smells as good or feels as good as Dobbs. Fuck yeah. There you go, guys. I think we all knew the answer to that question. Yeah. So our final question comes from Scott from Global Strangeness, and he says, For my question, though, as the skeptic, of our show, I want to know which is the most unbelievable, cryptid, paranormal, or extraterrestrial theory out there that each of you think can't be taken seriously and why. Um, he knows it can be controversial to some viewers, but let the truth ride. Fuck flat earthers. Fair. That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Also, orbs, rods, fuck that stupid shit, because that's just dumb it's insects <laughs> just no just and stop. dust balls yep dust balls and, and and insects flying by that's all that garbage is quit going like did you see what i see look at this video dude no just stop <laughs> take it and take it with your flat earth and go hurl yourself out into the galaxy like a frisbee on your little flat earth theories and shut the fuck up Rob, I missed you so much. <laughs> I love truthful Rob so much. <laughs> okay, Preston, what do you think, man? Cryptid, paranormal, or extraterrestrial theory? Theory. So I'm going to have to roll with, which is not going to be any surprise to anybody who listens to the show. Um, I fucking hate the Loch Ness Monster. I think it's the fucking dumbest cryptid ever. Um, and you know, when that article came out earlier this year that said, uh, that the Loch Ness monster was either a, a whale penis or B a, a <laughs> specific type of turtle that had a longer neck that doesn't live in its shell. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck yeah, science. Normally I don't, I don't go along with you, but this one I'm going to have to go along with. Um, the idea that it's a, uh, a, a brontosaurus, brachiosaurus or a plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. I was reading this this paper and this I he claims to be a scientist. I mean, that's yet to be seen, but I agree with him, so I'm going to go with this scientist. He had proposed the question of what is the biggest lie today that modern day science has has told us? And it's d dinosaurs, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about dinosaurs they are the biggest lie that science has told us today so i'm just like oh my god this is one of these fuckers that are like uh you know the dinosaurs aren't real because the earth's only been around four thousand years and blah 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 and i'm just like i can't handle this but i endured and i read on mm -hmm. and he goes on to say it's not that dinosaurs are fake because we have the bones to prove it what what is fake about dinosaurs is based off 
science's understanding of Earth and gravity, our modern day understanding of Earth and gravity is that the gravity of the Earth has been a constant. The gravity of the Earth has never changed. And based off that, if the gravity of the Earth has never changed and it's been what it is, you know, 10 million years ago to what it is right now, then dinosaurs are in fact a lie because something that big like a brontosaurus or a brachiosaurus or a tyrannosaurus wreck, they could not pump blood from the, their heart to the lungs to the brains. They wouldn't be able to walk. They wouldn't be able to stand. Gravity would have to be completely different for those animals to survive. Mm -hmm. Based off that, if you think about that for a second, the fucking Loch Ness Monster could not be a, a dinosaur that has survived from prehistoric times because it would not be able to survive in the modern-day gravity that Earth currently experiences. So therefore, if the Loch Ness Monster is a, an actual cryptid, it has to be because Alistair Crowley fucked a kid in the pyramids and brought about the plague. Wow, Pizzagate. I didn't see that coming. Is a, which, is a which is a story... Which I don't know if you actually want to dive into that, but... Not tonight. <laughs> there is a couple stories about how Aleister Crowley had a young Egyptian sex slave that he did some nasty stuff with in the pyramids and, in fact, summoned the Loch Ness Monster. But if you want to believe it's a flesh and blood creature like an actual dinosaur, it could not survive in this modern day world based off gravity and everything else. Well, holy shit. That's it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I thought Rob was heated about the flat earth, but Preston just took the fucking gloves off and pissed in the face of the lock. Yeah. Wow-wee. Impressive. Yeah. Well, I don't know really how exactly to follow that up, except for, um, I think I just might. So... I hate to say it, but the one thing theory cryptid paranormal story that I just can't take serious is going to be Whitley Strieber's Communion. And I will first say that the book is phenomenal. Uh, the movie's fucking fantastic, even if it kind of falls off the rails. Um, Christopher Walken does a great job. But Communion is one of those stories where, like, I read the first book of the series. Admittedly, that's the only one I've read of the series. I think communion is fantastic. I think the story could be credible. But the problem I have is Whitley Strieber is also an author who wrote several, several, several books, including um, The Hunger, which got it made into a film that has David Bowie in it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, the Last Vampire, Lilith's Dream, and several others. So the dude's already an author. And then he gets abducted by aliens. That can clearly happen. I want to believe that part is true. But he drops the book Communion. It takes off like a wildfire. It wakes up all these, you know, memories and regressions and people of like, oh my God, that thing on the cover of your book. I saw that as well. That's phenomenal. I think that's great. But then after a little while, the dust settles and he writes Transformation, the breakthrough. I have it. I haven't read it yet. And then you have Breakthrough, the next step. And then you have secret school preparation for contact. Then you have confirmation, the hard evidence of aliens among us. Then solving the communion enigma and so on and so on and so on. And it's like, I feel like it's a story somebody really experienced. And then they just kept fucking yes-anding themselves until 
I just can't take it serious anymore. I want to believe communion is real. I don't know what to think about the events that took place afterwards. Hard for me to say. Hate to be a dick. Hate to be somebody who has a paranormal podcast who also just poo-pooed in front of, you know, one of or on top of one of the most famous paranormal stories to ever be recorded. But I got a bit of a hard time believing all that shit's true. I've never believed Whitney Strieber's shit. At all? <laughs> never. I mean, again, the only real problem I have, to summarize it, is you've got a really great account that somebody wrote who's also a fucking author, who's written books about werewolves and vampires and everything else. That's the bugaboo I have, is the dude's a writer who delves into science fiction. Did it happen? Didn't it happen? Has he convinced himself it happened? I don't know. That being said, we're going to cover the story <laughs> this year, but still, yeah, that's the one, Scott, yeah. that I have a real hard time with is just going to be uh, Old Communion. So, What about uh, Eric Van, Von Donneken? Uh Who was his daddy and what did he do? Eric Von Donneken was the guy that wrote Chariots of the Gods, and right? Is that... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. he was the one that bought the Anunnaki. And that, and... That's what perpetuated the ancient astronaut theory and ancient aliens on the History Channel. Like, if you read his first two books, they're, I mean, the research is pretty mm -hmm. solid. Like, I could buy into it. And then right around 2012, he wrote another book and was just like, well, based off the Mayan calendars and everything else that I've researched, 2012 is going to be the year that the Anunnaki gods come down in a spaceship on this, you know, this site, on this pyramid at this time, at this date. And then he he just milked the shit out of it. Like, dude, your first two books, pretty solid. You, mm -hmm. you got me hook, line, and sinker. And then he just kept going and going and milking it. And I'm just like, now... You're in batshit crazy territory, and I don't know if I want to believe the mm -hmm. other shit that I used to believe because you're fucking off your rocker right now. And then guess what? 2012 happened, and I didn't see any Anunnaki's land on a pyramid and take us all the way to, you know, fucking Heaven's Gate or whatever the fuck he was saying in this book. And then, you know, they still have him on Ancient Aliens. They're like, he's the dude. He's the dude. I'm pretty sure he's dead now. I think Is he, he passed away a few years ago. Oh. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, I you feel kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, well, that concludes the list of questions for this year's Q&A. Um, we just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who wrote in. Um, if you didn't get a chance to write in yet and you hear this and think, ah, oh, shit, send him. No, I guess he's still alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good for him. Oh, well, I don't feel like a dick then. Yeah. I still think you are. Um, if you haven't had a chance to write your question in, please do. Um, we'd be happy to answer these questions at least, you know, just throughout the next few episodes. We can, you know, sorry about my lighting as well. Uh, my light went out, and so now I'm going off of the screen on my phone. Um, if you have questions you want to send in, please do. We can answer those, you know, at the end of each episode or at the beginning or what have you. But I know there's people who wrote out, wrote in, Jesus, this is the great part, too, of editing. Nobody hears all these flubs, but... Uh, Again, YouTube gets to see them. You have questions, send them in. That's the uh, that's the spark notes. That's the moral of the story. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Hook, got line, it. and sinker. Hell yeah. yeah. And um, before we finish things out, I want to give a shout out to my mom who made me this badass pixelated paranormal pillow for Christmas. Oh. Yeah, so if you see back here behind me, um, that is a plush Mars Attacks Martian. Behind it is a pillow with our logo on it that she made me. 
So anyway, I want to also say a fucking gigantic thank you to Rob. Buddy, um, you probably know how much we missed you, but uh, I'm so happy you joined us. This has been a fucking awesome. It feels it feels like old times. I mean, the vibes were great. The juices were flowing. Mm-hmm. I felt it. And I can finally ask you on the air, <laughs> we made you proud, Daddy. Do you love us now? <laughs> you guys have done very well. Oh, shucks. Um, taking, the, taking the reins and, and keeping it going for longer than I really thought that would go on for sure. Like, you guys got to remember, a lot of podcasts never make it past, like, the first six months and you guys have been going on for how many years now? uh six and a half yeah that's a long time for something that we basically just started when we talked about on xbox and something that i pretty much abandoned within what first six months? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right buddy that's all right you got it off the ground and that's all we needed was someone just to yeah. lift us off and i think that was the whole point i think that was the whole thing i expected to do was get it off the mm-hmm. ground and then yeah after 10 years of podcasting, I just was like, you know what? I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think that's our problem. And just remember, Rob, if it weren't if it weren't for you, this show would have been called Tulpas and Tol- Toe Shoes, um, which is not as catchy as Pixelated Paranormal. So, And I don't think I can talk about Toe Shoes more than about six months, so you did us a favor. Yeah. well thanks again buddy for joining us um hopefully you will continue to do it off and on more frequently question mark Uh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves just just i can have fun doing it occasionally but (laughs) (laughs) at least can we can we say like once every four months once every five months Uh, let's you know uh we'll see i mean i can't really i you never know where i'm gonna be in six months that's fair that's fair well we are super thrilled that you joined us for this one man it's been probably what two years since the last time you got on here with us it's been a while Uh, i've lived at this house for two years and so it's definitely been long or two years and like three months now so it's definitely been longer than that because i've never podcast from this house oh that's right that's right yeah okay i don't remember the last i was trying to think of that today earlier i was like when is the last time I actually podcasted anything? It's been a while. But, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I've got a story about Kentucky I'm going to share in the next few episodes. I'll drop that on you after we're off of here to see if you want to join us for that. And I got to mention, too, man, I am surprised that you didn't mention the uh, Kentucky Goblins, the Kelly Hopkinville story, um, as something you want to know the truth behind. Well, I mean, that's aliens. Yeah, I mean, true. You know, I kind of just blanket statement. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Not a cop out at all. And, and the thing is, there's probably people that listen and don't even know who I am. I mean, if they're diehard really fans <laughs> like our buddy Matt, um, there's a lot of people who found us recently who have done the gamut of episode. Um, some of them zero if they listen to the old feed. I didn't put zero up on the new feed, but I mean, you've got some long haulers here, man. Some people who have really just taking the fucking dive. And so I think a lot of people do know who you are, buddy. Hmm, he says, humbly. He's like, well, I'm, I'm getting serious again about this. If I got fans that have been with no, me this long. No. Maybe I'll dust off the podcasting shoes I used to wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. They're well, not toe shoes, but they're podcasting yeah, shoes. Yep. Mm. I like to think they're wingtips. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's wrap it up, boys. Anything else to add before we uh, see our way out? 
Nope. Awesome. I've already done the Big Dobbs Beard Bomb. If I didn't mention it, promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Bay Rum, Fresh Citrus, Mint, Classic, Sweet Tobacco is another good one. So do yourself a favor. If you're looking to put something on your face, it's just going to make it look amazing, feel amazing, and smell amazing. You need Dobbs. So Big Dobbs, Beard Bomb, use the promo code. Thank us later. There you go. Um, also, if you guys have your own listener stories, we would love to hear them. Please send them to pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. You can also send this to us, send those to us via DM on the podcast page, on the Instagram page. You can also send them to us personally. If you know us personally, you can stay anonymous. We can share your name. You can say, hey, say my first name. We don't care. We just want to hear what you have to say. We'd love to share it. You know, 2023. Is just begging for another listener story episode, so let's get on it. You can also send us a voicemail to our G, uh, what is that, a Google Voice, not G Voice. What an idiot. Our Google Voice number, 913-662-3144. Fantastic. If you're on Instagram, check us out, PXL Paranormal. If you are on Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Preston, of course, man, you are the helm. You're at the helm of the ship. YouTube, buddy, how we doing? Two twenty, two hundred twenty-seven subscribers. Oh, this will be a hundred. The one hundred fifty-one episode that I've mm-hmm. uploaded. Um, the fourth live episode. So if you're watching us live, you like what you see. Hit that like and subscribe button. Share us to all your friends. Um, we have a long way to go to get to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, you know, do us a solid. Help us out. Well, it's like Jack Black said. If my mother watches... It's a long way to the top if yeah. you want to rock and roll. If my mother watches YouTube, your mother watches YouTube, and Sean's mother probably needs to start watching YouTube. So, Sean, you should tell your mom to like, subscribe, and share to the <laughs> Pixelated Paranormal Podcast YouTube channel. I might do that. I just might do that. Tell all your moms to follow us, uh, like, and subscribe. That would be phenomenal. And... Um, that's the one thing I hate is talking over each other. I was going to make a joke about Jack Black saying it's a long ways to the top if you want to rock and roll, but it died. The momentum is gone. I think the joke is dead in the water. Cool. All right. And if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by, see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee and Seneca. And on that, Rob, anything you want to say before you head out, buddy? No. A man of few words. All right. On behalf of Big Steven, cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.